Good evening and welcome to eBible Fellowship's Bible Study in the Book of Revelation. Tonight is study number 14 from Revelation chapter 6. And we're continuing to look at verse 11. And again, Revelation 6.11 says, And white robes were given unto every one of them, and it was said unto them that they should rest yet for a little season, until their fellow servants also and their brethren that should be killed as they were, should be fulfilled. Now, the uh, I don't think I mentioned it last time, but the white robes that are given unto every one of them, unto every one of the souls under the altar, that's referring to the righteousness, the holiness, the uh, absence of sin that God provides for all that he saves. As all their sins are washed away, they are cleansed from all iniquity, And so the Lord pictures that as though they're wearing these white, uh, beautiful robes. And as God says in Revelation 19 in verses 7 and 8, speaking of the bride of Christ, he, he says that she is arrayed in fine linen, clean and white. And, and that is the purity that, that God gives to those that he does save. And, and so these, Souls under the altar are children of God. They're clothed in white. And it said to them they should rest yet for a little season. And the implication is that during that little season, their fellow servants, their brethren, will be killed as they were. And and their fellow servants are the great multitude that God says will come out of great tribulation as the Great Tribulation, is also known as a little season. We we saw that in Revelation 20, verse 3, that Satan, who is bound for a thousand years, must be loosed for a little season. And, and when we uh, check the Bible and search the scriptures, there's uh, only one conclusion we can come to, and that is the little season is the Great Tribulation. There they're synonymous. Uh, it's another way that God refers to that period of time in which judgment began upon the house of God, the New Testament churches and congregations. Now, in our last study, we had gone to the Gospel of John in John 7, and we saw there that uh, the, the same two words, the same two Greek words, uh, micron, chronon, which are the two Greek words translated as little season in Revelation 6.11 and also in Revelation 20 verse 3 was found in John 7. And, and there the Lord was saying yet a little, a little while season was translated, uh, the Greek word translated as season was translated as while, but it's the same, same Greek word, yet a little season. Am I with you? And then I go unto him that sent me. And then the Lord pointed out, Ye shall seek me, and shall not find me. And where I am, thither ye cannot come. An inability to find Christ. And Christ is the essence of salvation. But, uh, 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 and, and we saw how this matches very well, perfectly, with our understanding of the Great Tribulation. During that time, the Lord sent the latter rain and a great multitude from the nations were saved. And then following that, 
according to Matthew chapter 24 and verse 29, immediately after the tribulation of those days, the sun is darkened, and, and Christ is typified by the sun. So there is a little season that comes right before the end in which Christ can be uh, sought and found, if it's God's good pleasure uh, to draw individuals to seek and find him. And it is his good pleasure, or was, for those whose names were recorded in the Lamb's Book of Life. Now, at the, the conclusion of the little season, that would be the end of the Great Tribulation, and the Great Tribulation ended after 23 exact years, on May 21, 2011, then, uh, according to John 7, well, you could begin to seek the Lord then, but you won't find him. And a second place in the Gospel of John, the little season, was was mentioned in John chapter 12. And let me turn there. We um, finished our last study reading these verses. In John 12, beginning in verse 34, the people answered him, We have heard out of the law that Christ abideth forever. And how sayest thou the Son of Man must be lifted up? Who is this Son of Man? Then Jesus said unto them, Yet a little while. Now again, those are the two identical Greek words that Revelation 6.11 and Revelation 23 translates as little season. And we we have biblical justification for translating it that way too. Yet a little season is the light with you. Walk while ye have the light, lest darkness come upon you. For he that walketh in darkness knoweth not whither he goeth. While ye have light, believe in the light that ye may be the children of light. These things spake Jesus and departed and did hide himself from them. Now, while you have light, and how long will they have light? Yet a little while, a little season is the light with you. The light will uh, be available. Christ, who is the light of the world, will be available. Salvation will be available during the little season, the time of great tribulation. And it was available in a, a mighty way, in a tremendous way, as God saved more in that short period of time than he had done in the previous history of the world. And then came the darkness, May 21, 2011, and those days after the period of time we are living in, as we have lived on the earth in the day of judgment, a spiritually dark period. And, and that's why John 12, 35 says, Yet a little season is the light with you. Walk while ye have the light lest darkness come upon you. Because at the end of the little season, immediately after the tribulation, will the sun be darkened and the moon will not give its light and the stars shall fall from heaven. The the um, celestial lights, those lights in the night sky, that and, and the light of the day that God has placed in the heavens, are types and figures of the gospel, the the bright shining light of God's word, which shine for a period of time. You know, this reminds us of the Lord's statement in John chapter 9. 
And let's turn there in John 9, in uh, beginning in verse 3, Jesus answered as uh, the disciples had asked the question concerning a blind man, who sinned, this man or his parents? Neither hath this man sinned, nor his parents, but that the works of God should be made manifest in him. I must work the works of him that sent me, while it is day, the night cometh when no man can work. As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. And how long will Christ be in the world? Well, he'll be in the world while it is day, because he's the light. And as long as he's in the world, it is day. And he, he told us, yet a little while or a little season, I am with you. And in John 12, he, he told us actually exactly how long the, the light would shine and then would come the darkness. And, and notice also in John 9 verse 4, I must work the works of him that sent me while it is day. Now what are the works of Christ, the works that he was sent to perform? Well, we we have that question answered for us back in John chapter 6, in verse 28. Then said they unto him, What shall we do that we might work the works of God? Jesus answered and said unto them, This is the work of God, that ye believe on him whom he hath sent. And, and that is indicating that the work of God is salvation. And the work that Christ came to do while it was day was to bring salvation and and to um, reveal what he had done in uh, bringing salvation to his people. And throughout the day of salvation, as the Bible calls it, throughout that period of time in which God uh, sent forth the gospel into all the world to save his elect that were predestinated to receive that grace. Well, that that is the day and that is the time when Christ is working. And he is the one who does the work, all the work in the matter of salvation. A man is not justified by any work. And therefore, it must be the work of Christ, the faith of Christ that saves the sinner. And he does that work while it is day. He does not work in the night. The night cometh when no man can work. And the reference to no man is a reference to Christ himself. He has determined. He has laid out his plan of salvation. There is a period of time in which God will work the works of the Father in in granting faith or belief to dead sinners and granting the faith of Christ that will revive their souls. And that period of time is known as day. Well, uh, okay, but but isn't today the day of salvation still? After all, the sun's still shining in the sky. No, God is not referring to a day uh, because of the 24-hour period. It's a spiritual period of time, or it is a period of time that the Bible assigns to 
the saving work of Christ, and it comes to an end at a certain point. And then the night comes. The Bible speaks of night also, as well as the day. Well, how how can we know when the day will come to a close? When when the the work of Christ in saving sinners will come to an end? We can know because God has given us a very helpful parable. And we find this parable in Matthew chapter 20. And really, uh, this helps us a great deal to understand the day of salvation. And this parable is um, a parable of work in a vineyard, and the householder is hiring laborers to go work. And, and he's hiring them throughout the day. And, and notice also this has to do with work in a vineyard. And Christ spoke of working while it is day. Now there's a another uh, important statement before we read Matthew 20. And that's found in John chapter 11. In John 11 and verses 9 and 10. And this is the chapter where the Lord raises Lazarus to life. And it says in John, John 11 verse 9, Jesus answered, Are there not twelve hours in the day? If any man walk in the day, he stumbleth not, because he seeth the light of this world. But if a man walk in the night, he stumbleth, because there is no light in him. Now, this is in agreement with the other verses, the other statements we've been reading. In John 9, remember that um, Christ works while it is day. The night comes when no man can work. And now the Lord is telling us the duration of the day, the length of a day. We know that um, as far as time goes, the day is 24 hours long. From one day to the next, there are 24 hours. Well, here the Lord is um, really describing the day in the sense of daylight, the time when the light is available, the time in which men, therefore, can work in a field. And there are 12 hours in the day. And, and this is the time to work. This is the time that Christ worked in saving sinners for this period of 12 hours, and the number 12 in the Bible points to fullness. So this would be the, the fullness of the day. And then what follows the 12 hours? Well, comes night or evening. And you cannot walk in that um, point in time in the night. If any man walk in the night, he will stumble. And, and that is not a time to work. It is not a time for salvation. The night comes and no man can work. Christ will not perform his saving work, the work the Father sent him to do in the night. Well, now if the day is 12 hours, we come back to our parable in Matthew 20 of the householder. And let's read from verse 1 of Matthew chapter 20. For the kingdom of heaven is like unto a man that is a householder which went out early in the morning to hire laborers into his vineyard. 
And when he had agreed with the laborers for a penny a day, he sent them into his vineyard. And he went out about the third hour and saw others standing idle in the marketplace and said unto them, Go ye also into the vineyard, and whatsoever is right I will give you. And they went their way. Again he went out about the sixth and ninth hour and did likewise. And about the eleventh hour he went out and found others standing idle and saith unto them, Why stand ye here all the day idle? They say unto him, Because no man hath hired us. He saith unto them, Go ye also into the vineyard, and whatsoever is right, that shall ye receive. So, when even was come, the Lord of the vineyard saith unto his steward, Call the laborers, and give them their hire, beginning from the last unto the first. And that that's it, that's... The the day is over now, the even has come, and now it's time for payment. It's time for reward, in a sense, to uh, receive your wages. And notice that there were various points in the day. The first was early in the morning, and then in the third hour, the, the householder went out and hired more workers. In the sixth hour, and in the ninth hour, and then in the eleventh hour. So that means over uh, five periods of time. Very early, the third hour. And uh, let, let's um, um, clarify one thing. The twelve-hour day would be from, according to our time, 6 a.m. until 6 p.m. Therefore, very early, we could say, would be about 6 a.m., the start of the day. The third hour would be 9 a.m., the sixth hour would be 12 p.m., the ninth hour would be 3 p.m., and the eleventh hour would be 5 p.m., and then following that, the day came to a close, it was even, and the householder was going to pay the laborers. Uh, and so we, we see that the work day in this parable is 12 hours. The last um, group was hired at the 11th hour, and we know they only worked one hour, because it goes on to say in verse 9 of Matthew 20, And when they came that were hired about the 11th hour, they received every man a penny. But, when and, and notice that the ones hired at the 11th hour are paid first. Remember that principle? that God repeats and establishes that the last shall be first and the first shall be last? Well, that's telling us that this group that goes into the uh, vineyard to work is the last. There's there's no others. This is the end of the workday. There is no additional work to be done in that vineyard for that day. The day is over. And... And, uh, and keep in mind those other statements of the Lord, that you work while it is day. The night cometh and no man can work. The, w- once that last group hired at the 11th hour are hired and they perform their work, that that's it. The day comes to a close. And uh, when we compare that with the other statements, it is pointing to the end of salvation the end of the work of Christ in saving sinners. And it says in verse 10, But when the first came, they supposed that they should have received more. 
and they likewise received every man a penny. And when they had received it, they murmured against the good man of the house, saying, These last have wrought but one hour, and thou hast made them equal unto us which have borne the burden and heat of the day. Well, there it's stated very plainly, those hired at the eleventh hour worked one hour. That's all they worked. And these first are complaining. Uh, Some of them were hired at six in the morning or nine in the morning or even twelve noon. And they had to bear the, the heat of the day for many hours. And then the, the husband or the householder hires uh, this last group who were idle all the day long and they work only one hour and they're getting the same wage. Now we're, we're not going to get into the fairness of that as the parable explains it is fair and and um of course god can do what he will with his own and and the the payment really is pointing to salvation and and if god saves a sinner those who work in the gospel uh, we all get the same wage we all get the same reward we all receive the same eternal life and and that's the a big point of this parable but we're looking at the time uh, element of it. And they work one hour. The last group. This is it. This is the end of the day. This parable is only concerned with one day of work. It is not trying to establish uh, a week of work or a month or a year. God is summarizing his day of salvation through this parable's viewpoint of those who go to work in the vineyard for one day. And and so we could understand those hired early as those who labored during the church age. They they labored um, as the churches and congregations sent forth the gospel for hundreds and hundreds of years. And and then finally came the end of the church age and the beginning of the great tribulation, which is also known as a little season. And during that little season, many that were idle were, were, uh, stirred up and put into commission and they were moved by the spirit of God to get to work in, an, in a way that was never before seen as God stirred in his people all over the world to get the gospel out in one last frantic, fervent push to evangelize the entire earth so that all the inhabitants would hear of the approaching day of judgment. And how long, uh, the, uh, as we saw, the Great Tribulation is also called a little season, the Micron Chronon, but what is another way that God refers to the Great Tribulation period? Another figure of speech or phrase that the Lord uses to describe those 23 years. Well, we we find it also called one hour in Revelation chapter 18. It says in verse 10, standing afar off for the fear of her torment, saying, Alas, alas, that great city Babylon, that mighty city, for in one hour is thy judgment come. One hour 
is is used by the Lord to typify the great tribulation. One hour, the last hour, and and that's exactly how we've understood it, and many theologians have understood it, that the great tribulation is it. It's the last stage right before the end or before judgment day. Of course, many, or everyone, has misunderstood what God would do on the day of judgment, but all realize that it is the great tribulation, and then immediately after, the sun is darkened. Immediately after the great tribulation comes darkness. Immediately after that last hour, from the 11th to the 12th, as Jesus said, are there not 12 hours in the day? comes the even, and in the even comes darkness. And remember, Jesus said, for a little season uh, am I with you, and, and you will have day. But then the darkness follows. And, and so we can see, we can see that the Lord is indicating that the great tribulation will conclude the day of salvation. The end of the Great Tribulation is the end of the hour, the end of the twelfth hour, the end of the day of salvation. And there is no possibility for any more work to be performed following this. Then the even or the night comes and no man, the Lord Jesus, can work. There is no more saving work of Christ to be performed. And and this is why he says, you will seek me in John 7, and you will not find me. It is not possible any longer. Well, this is, of course, something we've been saying again and again as we've studied the Bible in these days after that tribulation. God has confirmed this truth repeatedly in many places that we've we've studied and we've looked into and we're seeing it again with this language of the little season it's confirmation now uh, of course some think that oh no 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 uh, it go- the salvation of god could not have ended because believers are in the world we're still here and therefore there must be ongoing salvation Therefore, there must be the light of Christ. Well, first of all, God is not linking salvation or continuing salvation to the presence of believers. He is linking it to the great tribulation. And remember in Revelation 7, a great multitude came out of great tribulation. That is the last group to be saved. We don't read of any others. There's the first fruits. They identify with the church age and a great multitude that identifies with the great tribulation. No other group. And, and therefore the study ought to be concerning the great tribulation. And, and those that say God is still saving, well, they cannot explain why it is that the timeline fits so perfectly for 23 years. Why that date of May 21, 2011 locked in so precisely and to the flood and 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 to the uh, entire great tribulation in exact 23 years 
an exact 8,400 days falling on the day, 7,000 years exactly from the flood that had the underlying Hebrew calendar date of 217. And they just dismiss it, just write it off. Well, maybe they will, maybe they have, but God's people cannot. They have no explanation for it. They they cannot um, answer, well, where are we then in relationship to the Great Tribulation if it's continuing? Where are we? How long will it be? When will it conclude? No answers, only some vague um, possibilities put forth. Well, maybe it'll be 2017, or maybe it'll be this date or that date. And and no working out of of things according to the biblical calendar of history showing how any any possibility would lock in like this date has locked in and therefore their their speculations have to be dismissed not until you can show and show from the bible how this could be and sadly they cannot show because we have entered into the day of judgment and God's people are here. We are living on the earth in the day of judgment. Many scriptures confirm this and prove this.